This is episode three. This guest's Facebook bio reads, just a songbird with a pinch of sass. Need I say more? Ryan Little, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So I'm going to I'm gonna start with a little bit of your bio that you sent over to me. A true born and bred Southern gentleman, Charleston, South Carolina native, Ryan Little, and it's Lil. Lit. I keep saying little, but it's Lil. I know, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Lil is an artist worth watching out for. Lil got his start in the acoustic realm and in the early 2010s crossed over into mainstream pop. His 2014 singles, including Kerosene, put him on the map in the music world and landed him an MTV artist spot. So, you apparently have got some chops in the music industry as well as being a singer. I like to imagine that I do. (laughs) (laughs) No, you do. So, let's start from the very beginning and let's talk about your earliest memory of music. Um, my earliest memory of music, uh, I've been, I feel like I've been talking about this so much lately. Um, when I was a kid, like growing up, all of our home videos, if you watch a home video of me and my siblings, like right now, we're like roller skating in the hall. I'm wearing Holly Hobby skates, which should have told us a long time ago (laughs) who I was. Um, but a lot of eighties music, like VH1 Mm -hmm. pop video, that's what was on. So Mm -hmm. my earliest memories of music are listening to my mom jam out to, like, Bananarama and yes. Rod Stewart, you know? Yeah. Um, and I didn't start actually playing my own music until I was in middle school. I had gone through a bunch of, like, anxiety and stuff, and I was like, what am I going to do here to make myself like going to school? And I picked up a cello, mm-hmm. started playing, and then I also joined band and started playing baritone, and then I did strings, band, and started singing and just stuck with it all through school. So how many instruments can you play? Oh, gosh. Um, what do you want to like, list them or just try to number You can them? list them. Um, I can play the trumpet, the tuba, the baritone, the euphonium, which is kind of the same thing. Okay. I can play the cello, the string bass, the violin, the piano. I can play the xylophone. I can play the guitar. I can play the banjo. And I can play the ukulele. So Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. So you could really be a one-man band. Yeah, I like to imagine that. I want, You know what? I want to be a one-man band. Well, I, I mean, I, I think you already show. are. <laughs> Um, so since you started from a young age and you music, I feel like has been a part of your life since you were little, little, how would you explain your relationship with music? It has changed so much. And honestly, probably in the last five years of my life, it has changed so much. Um, when I was a kid, it was kind of what I did to escape anything. Like I felt Mm -hmm. like I was good at something. So that's what I focused on instead of being the kid that like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't play sports. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not playing sports. <laughs> I tried for a very long time. Um, but it really kind of took my mind off of what was wrong in other aspects of my life. And then as I got older, it became a way for me to write down what I was feeling. And I always thought that music had to come from this spot of being upset or sad or depressed. You know, like I wrote about breakups or like I'd always put myself in these positions where I was miserable so that I could write music. Mm. And then I realized like, that's not what this is about. Yeah. Like you're supposed to write what you know, like what you feel all the time, whether it's going to sell or it's not going to sell. Like mm-hmm. you want to write what's coming out of you so that when you sing it, it feels like you. Yeah. Um, and that's how it's changed for me. Like in the last five years, for sure, I'm writing more about my own personal experiences instead of writing a song like of what I imagine I could experience or what somebody else is experiencing. Like it's just mine. Yeah. It's more of like an empowering kind of music now than it was when I was younger and writing about like falling in love or somebody breaking your heart mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah somebody broke your heart but you know what you're gonna write a kick-ass song about how like, 
you're bad and like you're gonna be the greatest person ever and screw them like that's where I'm at now yeah so authenticity is like the biggest thing for you at the moment or the biggest inspiration of your songwriting even in my life like I really kind of just try to be myself Mm -hmm. and even if that version is wrong that day or not the best it could be like I think that you should be just you all the time. Don't live up to standards just because somebody tells you you should or you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets me in trouble sometimes, oh. but I, <laughs> you know, like my life to be what I want it to be. You mm-hmm. know, I'm kind to people, and I hope that that's enough to get me by. You know? Yeah. No, I think that's a great message. And so, since you are from Charleston and you're born and raised here, how have you found success? with your music and with writing without moving to a larger market or to a larger city? Um, I actually get a lot of people who ask me that, like younger artists that are coming up and asking mm-hmm. how I've gotten, not just the publicity that I've gotten, but how did I land certain things that I've done? And honestly, um, and I'm being 100% honest when I say this, it is bothering the shit out of people on social media. Okay, let's, have, let's unpack I, that. I have literally probably written so many people hundreds of times Mm -hmm. until they finally said yes like um there's a lady named jill um works for interscope and atlantic records um she now is the head of capital records and i have i wrote her on linkedin which is like the site that no one really thinks about Mm -hmm. but if you search a music label you can find every person that works for this label Mm -hmm. you can find every blogger every videographer and i wrote every person on her team a message until one day I was sitting there with my husband and a few of our friends and this lady writes me back. We were eating pizza actually. And I remember she wrote Mellow Mushroom and Les Ashley and she wrote me this message. She was like, oh my God, I love you. Because I had written her probably 50 messages at the end of my last message was two days prior. I had said, I know that I'm like the gay ex-boyfriend that you never asked for, but until you <laughs> respond back to me, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to leave you pressuring alone. You. And so she wrote me back and now <gasps> we text, like we actually talk. She got me a few spots talking to other people, like other artists, mm-hmm. other singers, songwriters that kind of helped me get my foot in the door other places. And it really is about your stepping stones and not focusing so much on like one thing you want to do, but doing 50 things that lead to one great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it really wasn't about ever. I had wanted to be signed by a label for a long time. That's like the dream, you know, like yeah. using somebody else's money and all this stuff. But I realized that you don't get to always be authentic with that. Um, so for me, it was easier to be who I am, reach out to people, make actual genuine friendships or make connections with people, not just for music help, but for like, here's somebody who's doing what I want to do. Like, I admire them, follow their footsteps, do it your own way. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at. So I always tell people, like, don't give up. If you hear the word no, you're going to hear no mm. so many times. Like, I cannot tell you how heartbreaking it is to like get a no. You put out a song and everything is no for the first like month. And then like you get one yes that just makes it completely worth all the bullshit that you've heard so far. Yeah. So, and I don't know if this is just like of recently, like I feel like, especially in Charleston, a lot of successful and talented musicians have left to go to yeah. New York and LA and and Nashville. And do you, do you, do you personally think that it's because we just don't have the infrastructure here or it's just, the business isn't here yet. I think I would. I think that if you're a jazz musician, or you're like a church singer, or you are somebody who's going for like classical opera, this is the perfect place for you. You know, you've got 
festivals going on in town all the time. You know, you've got Piccolo Spoleto. You've got all this stuff where you get to focus on these artsy, culturalistic music. But if you're talking about like singing, our mm-hmm. venue space here is really super limited. And when it's not limited, it's for bands that like, I probably wouldn't get to open for a lot of people that would come through town that I'd want to open for because there's probably someone that's coming with them from another state that has way bigger of a following, mm-hmm. like cult followings. And unfortunately, it is a numbers game for things like that. So around here, I think that you can make it in the music industry. And the way that I have done it is that I do travel a lot, but this is my home. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I like having friends here. I like having my family, like all of my family is here. And it that helps me write better. It helps me be a better person. And I think that if I moved to try to make something work with music, I'd be so miserable that I would feel alone mm-hmm. that I'd come back anyway. I would sabotage myself. I've done it. I mean, I've done it twice. So where have you? Where did you move? Um, I was in San Francisco. Okay. Um, and I was doing well. That's when YouTube first started getting big. And I had mm-hmm. done a bunch of YouTube songs for people who were like really big online. Um, and I loved it, but it was way too expensive. Mm-hmm. And I was by myself all the time. And then New York. And New York was the exact same thing, but 10 times as many people in one area. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you were the singer-songwriter down the hall who was trying to make it, but so was the other 10 people in your apartment building. You know, mm-hmm. like, so there was nothing special. Not that it wasn't special, but you weren't the only one there going for that. Yeah. And no one's going to – I find, truthfully, that a lot of musicians, especially from here, have never wanted to help me out. Like, I've met so many musicians here that just – it really never – crossed their mind like even when I reached out for help it was like no because people are in it for their own you know they they want their own career and here I am and what happens if my song's better than yours you know what happens if my show sells more tickets than yours then what you've done yourself a disservice by Mm -hmm. helping me you know and that has definitely been a case for me for a lot of people and I really think that here in Charleston the best thing that I can tell people who are coming into the music scene is that you just have to be exact the authenticity like seriously be you if someone doesn't like you for you, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to sell them on anything. Yeah. So aim to the people who like you automatically. Mm-hmm. That like you because of the clothes you wear or the, you know, the way that you talk or the music you listen to or the stupid shit you say on social media. Like, if somebody likes that, they're going to buy your song mm-hmm. because of who you are. And if you have to sell yourself as a person, and it sounds like such a cop-out, but the reality is you are selling yourself as a person, as a musician. Yeah, I mean, like, you're a brand. You're a package. Yeah. Like, your song is just an l- extension of who you are, which is why I don't want to put out something that I'm not comfortable saying, that's what I put out. Mm-hmm. That represents me. So. So, what do you think we need to do to, to, to improve the Charleston music scene or maybe the camaraderie again with all, musicians open for some people that I want to open for okay. you know? who do you want to open for um there's I have so many bands that I would love to open for um mm-hmm. like Lanny I don't know if you know who Lanny is I'm obsessed yeah L-A-N-Y yeah. yes 100% obsessed and I know that our musical styles are way different but like I just hear this music and I'm like this is the music that I should have written but you did it first like let's be friends let's open um, and then I've got like all these little, like, I love Halsey and I love old school Halsey and new school Halsey. Dude, yeah, I have no, the Rolling Stone I, I in my it. office of the Halsey like, cover. If I was straight, she's the one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and truly like I listened to that Badlands album that she put out and I thought to myself, number one album of all time and no one knew about it. Mm. And then she released like the Chainsmokers song and people were like, oh my God, Halsey's so good. And I was like, you don't know good Halsey yeah. until you have looked back at her original stuff and like people like that, like I really like the underdogs who have made it and people mm-hmm. say they've sold out, but I say you've crossed the line where you are now like 
you're one of the top dogs. Like you're you're competing with people who you probably looked up to mm-hmm. while you were writing music, and that to me is like such a huge deal for them. So like I feel like I'm friends with her already. You know, like I feel like if she sat down with me, I'd be like, hey girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you have those people that you're like friends in your like in your head. Yes. And I'm like like Ellen DeGeneres. I'm like yeah, obviously she and I are best friends. We're friends. And, yeah. yeah. You know, Beyonce, like I saw her in August in Columbia and I'm just like, hey girl, like whenever you're ready to hang out, I'm here. Yeah, like if she walked by it wouldn't even be a big deal, you'd be like, girl, like, this show is so good. <laughs> yeah, I feel that way about her. Um, I just, people like that and like not even all like big musicians, but I would love to open for like an Ingrid Michaelson. I think mm-hmm. she's some Jenny Lewis, like somebody who can write a song on a guitar in like five minutes and it's a song that you listen to and you're like, holy crap, like, mm-hmm. where did this come from? Like, from this little red-headed, beautiful, like, mermaid girl. Yeah. You know? like, I mean, she was in Troop Beverly Hills. Yeah. Did you ever see that yeah. movie? Yeah. I mean, she was a queen then. She's a queen now. She always will be. And yeah. she's friends with Bill Murray, and they're, like, BFFs. And I think to myself, like, why can't my life be like that? Well, I mean, it, I mean, it will be. I want it to be. It, no, it will be. I met him one time walking downtown. I thought to myself, like, I could make this moment really memorable. And I'm like, I'm sure he gets people trying to, like, mess with him all the time. But I was going to say something really funny. And I was like, he's a comedian, Ryan. Like, don't do this to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt your own feelings. You, I mean, but he could have given you some constructive criticism, too. Like, I feel like Bill like, Murray. Don't approach people on the street like this ever again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that could be one. Definitely. But I feel like Bill is one of the, and we're on a first name basis, but Bill. Yeah, you are friends. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I mean, I think Bill is one of those celebrities where he gets it. He, he just rolls with it. Yeah. Easy going. It's not, I don't know. I don't, I've never heard any other mus- yeah. uh, celebrities in town that are just nasty? I met Dermot or? Mulroney um, coming out of a yoga studio downtown. Wait, who? Um, Dermot Mulroney. Like, my uh, best friend's wedding. Um, oh, the guy with the, the black hair? Date. Yeah, like, the wedding <gasps> date. I mean, like, smoking hot. Yeah. And granted, he's in, like, his, like, late 50s, early 60s now. And I have a friend who was taking a yoga Beauty class. Beauty does not age. It does not. And he does not. It did not fade for him. <laughs> like, he is hotter now. If he wasn't, like, six inches shorter than me in real life and I wasn't mm. married. Sorry, Chris. I would have totally gone Sorry, for Chris. it. But um, my friend took yoga with him and was like, he's here. Like, she told me that on Tuesday he was there. Uh-huh. She's like, he's here. So I faked a walk by. Like, I can't, I swear to God. It's like one of the like, hard, like, most hard uh-huh. things in my life. And I walked by and I said, oh, my God. And he goes, hi. And I said, I am such a huge fan. And he was like, oh, really? And I said, yeah. I was like, like, seriously, like, holy seriously. young guns. Like, you know what I mean? Like, one of his first <laughs> movies is like, yeah, I am. So he goes to like shake my hand. And he drops ten dollars <gasps> on the ground. I, you, I kid you not. I go to pick up this ten dollars and I go to hand it back for him. And you know what he says? Oh no! I give all my biggest fans ten dollars. And it was this most uncomfortable. Like I was like, oh shit, he's what? <laughs> like ten dollars? Like, to leave him alone or something? <gasps> and I was like, um, no, it's fine. He's like, no, seriously, keep it. And I was like, okay. And he's like, have a great day. And I was like, okay. And he walked off. And I was like. Ten dollars in my hand, and did you frame the ten? I mean, literally I- in a folder in the <laughs> console of my car, sitting there, and it smells like sweat. Mm. But it's like the good kind of sweat. Yeah, you know what I mean? like mm, yeah, like, like manly sweat. sweat. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I don't the ten dollar. I don't honestly, get it. I thought to myself, like, when is there ever gonna be a moment that I'm gonna see him again that I can repay him this ten dollars and be like, yeah, remember you gave me this outside of the studio, and now I'm giving it back to you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is gonna like karma's gonna come back around and when so. you are big and famous and you're in LA and you're gonna be somewhere and you're like man I've been holding on to this ten dollars for years to give, to it, give it back to you I'm gonna give it to a celebrity that's fallen from grace and I don't know who it is and I don't want to guess to be that person no. but like if I run into somebody that's like used to be a massive celebrity like give me ten dollars 
and then give it to them. Cause, and it's going to come full circle. Yeah, because you give $10 to yeah, all your biggest fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Halsey, please need $10 in the future. No, like, please. I never want Halsey to fall from grace. I love her so much. <laughs> so um, I love that we're talking about celebrities because you know I'm going to ask you about Megan Trainer. Everyone does. Like, what is the deal? She is a classy girl. Um, and honestly, when I met her, I... Through MTV, I had basically won a contest where she picked me to come and sing with her Mm -hmm. in New York. Um, And I thought it was, like, totally fake Mm -hmm. when they called. And I said, "Um, yeah. I was like, listen, um, I'm really busy right now. (gasps) And um, they were like, well, somebody wants to talk to you. And I was like, okay. And she got (laughs) on the phone and she goes, hey. I said, "Um, hi. Like, who is this? And she was like, it's Megan Trainor. I was like, you're shitting me. (laughs) Like, literally in the front yard, I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Totally cool. And she's like, I hear you come to New York to sing with me. And I was like, what? <laughs> and like, I mean, I literally was quiet. And I remember like my ex-boyfriend at the time, I was like, oh my God, like on the front porch. And it ended up happening. And they flew us out and we stayed for about six days in oh New York and hung out. And that's how I first originally met her and then sang with her repeatedly. And I love, I literally love her. She was, yeah. the, I walked up during her sound check in New York at Pier 97 and I was walking up, I heard her singing live, and it was the first time I'd ever heard her singing live. You know, mm-hmm. you don't see that on the internet. No. And I was walking up, and I was like, you, there's a video of me walk, like, from behind me walking up, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, she's incredible. Like, yeah. her voice is incredible. And then she sees me, and she goes, I know you. And we're in this <gasps> massive stadium, and I look at her and said, I know you. And we started, like, <laughs> going back and forth. And it's, I have it all on video, and it's, like, the greatest moment of all time. Um but afterwards, she met with me. We both got our makeup done together. Uh-huh. We got our nails done. And then we ate, I kid you not, ate like a, a pound of brownies backstage. <gasps> okay. Like by ourselves. And then they were like, it's ready for a dress rehearsal. Are you ready? And she's like, yeah, come on. I was like, you're kidding me. So like, I went to like her meet and greet with her. I did all of her stuff. Um, Charlie Puth was originally opening for her. Oh, so yeah. I got to sing before him coming on stage. Mm-hmm. And then she, he sang. And then she sang. And I got to hang out with both of them afterwards. It was like the most, she is the most down to earth chill human being I've ever met in my entire life like you think you see a celebrity and you're like they're gonna be pretentious and it's mm-hmm. gonna be hard to talk to and literally she was like dude like I, have a, I post this video all the time because she talks about how much she hates her nose in this video that I posted mm-hmm. I was like you're beautiful she goes no 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 thank you but like look at this and she turns her face she's like whoa <laughs> I was like um I think you're beautiful she goes you know you're pretty you're pretty fucking symmetrical and I was like I'm sorry, what? Like, I have it on video. <laughs> Megan Trainer telling me that I was pretty symmetrical. Oh my and I have God. to say it's one of the top moments of my life. When was, how old were you? Uh, it was three and a half, almost four years ago now. Oh my God. So it's, and I mean, we, it's fairly recent. Yeah, we're still friends on Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter. And people think it's funny when I, I Snapchat her or she'll respond back on Snapchat to like some of my friends when they mm-hmm. want to say something to her. It's crazy. I so, mean, she's blown up twice as hard as she was when we were, you know, mm-hmm hanging out so it's like I don't expect her to respond to every message but I have her cell phone number I refuse to use it people are like just text her and I'm like I don't think we're on that level like where I'm like hey yeah (laughs) let me text you well you never know I mean it could happen um she's friends with a lot of people that I actually am friends with on Instagram like Fancy Haygood I'm like a massive fan of Fancy Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you listen to Who is Fancy but he's this Mm -mm. glorious gay beast of a man who has the voice of an angel um and they've been friends for a while and he wrote part of uh casey musgrave's new album he's written for like Marin morris all these country stars he's actually going on tour um but i wrote him today about my new single and i was like please listen to this let me know what you think 
you know, because that's why I, I want friends like in the business, not for them to like push my song, but I'm like, listen to this. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think. Like, is it good? Like, yeah. not even is it good, but like you want some kind of response on that's like, a, hey, this is great. Maybe at the beginning, try this. Like, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's how I made my singer story. So it's just weird. We just became. You're, you're now best friends. You know? Yeah, well, see, like, and I, it's weird because I know her, so I can't say we're best friends, but it's like, she's really, I'm telling you, you mm-hmm. meet her, and it's one of those things where you're like, holy crap, how is this person who she is? Like, she's balancing so much. I mean, when I met her, she was 21 years old, mm. and people were coming in the trailer left and right, and she's trying her best not to get frustrated because we were having, like, a full-on conversation, and there's cameras in our faces, and she is just as graceful as can humanly be about all of it. So it really was a, it was a fantastic experience. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So maybe you'll open up for Megan Trainor then. I would then. love that. I would love that. I was supposed to, this is another big big deal i was supposed to open for share when she came to town here and then she canceled her tour like that would have been like the craziest show of my entire life i would never have been prepared for it but they gave me the opening spot to open for her and then a month before her show she canceled the rest of the tour holy shit yeah i was like devastated but also like thank god yeah (laughs) because i was not prepared (laughs) to do it so do you have uh, like a management team or do you, are you, you're a one man show. You do everything. I've done all of it. I've managed my social media. I've booked all of my own shows. Mm-hmm. I have done all of my own merchandise. I use one person to record. I get my logos and my photos done by my sister and my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I've been do, using this. And I, that's another thing. When you make connections in this business, like you keep them. Yes. Um, whether you find somebody better or cheaper mm-hmm. or whatever, you keep the connections you have because mm-hmm. those are people who are going to have your back. Like, you can make your way up the tree of whatever kind of fame you want, like D-list, C-list, B-list, whatever, you know? But when you're coming back down from that tree, if you've left mm-hmm. people behind, that's when you're going to get hit by the sticks, you know? Yeah. Like, you fall, and that's it. And I want all the friendships that I've made from all of this to last. That's so so, that's such good advice. Yeah. yeah. Be so kind. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. Um, not even a funny joke, but I worked at Hollywood Video in high school. Did really? Funny for me. <laughs> You're like, that's really that's, not funny. That's so great. <laughs> okay, so um, unfortunately, this is my last question. What is your entrance song for life? Ooh, my God. And I, I always close all the conversations with this question because I think it's such a fun question, but I think it says a lot about the person and. And it can I have, change. I have one, I think. Okay. But, like, I have two versions of myself, and this is, like, the more hardcore version of myself. Oh, okay. Like, when I feel like I'm being, like, a, a badass, even though I'm probably never a badass. Like, when I'm, like, you got this, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Rihanna needed me. <gasps> okay. 100%. Like, yeah. I actually made my friends play it for me when we were cliff jumping in North Carolina, and oh. I was like, play it. Yeah. I got to the course, and I was like, I'm doing it, and I ran and jumped off this cliff, I swear to God. Okay, so that is the perfect <laughs> choice. If you can jump off of a cliff, yes. then... I myself, when I put it on the car, it just gives me this, like, you know, you're like, okay, you know, you're a bad bitch. Like, you got this. If Rihanna's telling you right now you're a bad bitch... You're, you're a bad, bad bitch. bitch. We're best friends. Oh, yes. Yeah. Put that on Rihanna the list. <laughs> okay, so... That what side of that's just one side of your personality? Yes. Does that side have a name? I don't know, honestly. Um, maybe I think it's more of like an old lady's name. I wouldn't say it's like a hardcore name. It'd be like oh. I'm a hardcore lady named like Gladys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like the cool name that I've got. Okay, no, um, that works too, I though. I don't, I don't know, like 
like Ryan, and I, you know, my friends all call me that or bad names. So no. I'll take either of those <laughs> as well. But um, yeah, I think I would go with like an old lady name just to okay. kind of be a little ironic about it. Like I love it. Gladys needed me. Yes. By Rihanna. Yes. It's like, oh, are we getting You're Ryan or Gladys? Walkout, you know? yeah. like, and truly, my style kind of dictates that. Like, I either wear like really short shorts or I wear very like effeminate ladies pants people are like where'd you get your pants i'm like tj maxx girl session size 12 mm. girl you know yeah get at me i got hips, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got hips. well i mean the golden girls they were a bunch of badasses they were 100%. they really and now that you watch the show later in life those jokes were, were so oh dirty yes. and just cutthroat yeah. and i was like all right yeah my I husband s- actually says eat dirt and die trash <gasps> all yes. the time. oh okay so that's like yeah. i remember that's you that's a thing for that's your... He's a Golden Girls fanatic. <laughs> so which Golden Girl are you? Me? Oh, God. I'm probably... I don't I don't think so. No, he says I'm Sophia. I think that I'm probably Blanche. I think everyone wants to be Blanche, but... Yeah. I'm a Blanche. Yeah. Okay. I was real slutty back in the day. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> you Just know. own it. My Why musical not? tastes are a little slutty, too, so it's fine. Okay. I, I love it. a lot of, like, really, like, hardcore, like, sexual music. Halsey. Yeah. Um, every song you listen to, you're like, okay. I want this life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. so that's one entrance yes. song, which is the second one. So this that was Gladys. <laughs> and it would be Dreams and this by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> 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 and like, oh. I, I imagine myself in like a really like ethereal like <gasps> gown, like Can walking we... outside with like an open like camisole. Like, you know, you like, need like a kimono. Yeah, like just, or like, caftan. Wind blowing. Like, it's silk for sure, so you can see my nipples through it. Yes. Um, and that's like with a wig on, like with wind blowing, where it's like you yes. know, it's a wig, so I'm like constantly waving my head back and forth. <laughs> like, that's that's definitely it. I'm a diehard Fleetwood Mac fan, a hundred percent. Did you go see them when they were here I did not last February? For it every day. It's okay. But um, I thought to myself, maybe one day. I could meet her too. Maybe meet Stevie. And I'd be like, listen, we have a lot in common. And we're already best friends. We're literally best friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> truly. Like, I've known you for my entire life. Yeah. Like, I was in diapers listening to you sing, which is not something you say to a celebrity, I don't think. You know what I mean? You, yeah, you especially. Wanna, you want to be sensitive to their um, maturity. You don't want to, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. As that a lady, it's like you never want to call out that they're, you know, maybe I have aging. I've your music since the day you put it out. That's what I would tell her. And she'd be like, yes. well, when was that? And I'd be like, 92. I don't. <laughs> like, I guess 92. I was born in 89. <laughs> I doubt that she would ask that, hopefully, because I feel like no woman wants to date themselves, but their selves. You I mean, I would physically date myself, but I don't want to tell people that. I mean, I'm th- fuck it, I'm 35, but <laughs> I don't look. You do not look 35. Thank you, Janice. You know, praise be, my mother is a goddess in 65. Thank for that DNA. Right. <laughs> I mean, I also got a really big butt from her, but I think you know. Thanks, Janice. Thanks, Janice. <laughs> well, now that I've thoroughly embarrassed myself, uh, Ryan, how can people follow you? Um, I am on. Pretty much every, and I say pretty much, I'm 100% on every social media platform out there. It's at Ryan the Little Music, L I L L, um, on everything. And I'm on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music. I have a Pandora station. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm everywhere. Just Google me or text me or email me. Let's be friends. Let's, we're, we're friends. <laughs> All of us are friends. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here, Ryan. 